get to talk a lot, and I do talk a lot about the things that annoy me about the left. But there's stuff that annoys me about the right, too. There's actually a lot of stuff that annoys me about the right. And today, one of those things occurred. One of those things that just just gets stuck under my skin and drives me absolutely nuts about our side. And I'm going to talk about that right now. What we have is a... This is what I noticed. I woke up this morning. Sorry, had to be done. So <laughs> I woke up this morning. I'm a big blues fan. Uh, and uh, I'm doing my morning ablations and reading through the various uh, intel sources uh, that uh, I just get ideas from. And this pops up in the Gateway Pundit. Now, the Gateway Pundit can be a good source of information, but it's heavily biased towards the right. Um, and, frankly, it's not written that well. They, uh, I've mentioned this many, many times, are in dire need of a good editor, at least a good print editor, over at the Gateway Pundit. However, this is one of those cases where, again, heavily biased to the right, uh, and one of those things that just annoys me. And for those of you who actually know me personally, you know that I tend to get annoyed by, well, a lot of things. I have more than one pet peeve, shall we say. Anyway, let's take a look at this real quick. Here we have the Gateway Pundit, and God, this... Uh, the headline is, uh, The Suspense Builds. What is the solution to save U.S. elections? Mike Lindell to reveal his plan on Thursday. Okay. Right there, just from the headline. Okay. The Suspense Builds. Um, really? Really? Because, you know, I'm pretty clued in to what's going on. Uh, you know, my, my finger's on the pulse of things political uh, pretty well. I mean, not the greatest, but pretty darn well, more than most of the people that I know personally, which is why they encouraged me to do this so that they can keep up with what's going on. Uh, but I'm not in any suspense whatsoever with regards to anything that Mike Lindell is doing. And that brings up point two. I, I don't know Mike Lindell. I don't know anything about the guy. He seems like a nice enough guy. He seems like he has good intentions. And again, you know, if you know me, good intentions don't mean jack to me. I don't care what your intentions are. I care what your results are. And... Uh, I Again, I don't know Mike Lindell, but when I hear his name associated with something, I know that he is a businessman, okay? I know he's a salesman. And so I expect when I hear his name associated with something that there's going to be, how shall we put this, a lot more pomp and circumstance 
then there's going to be results. Okay. Uh, a lot more flash and a lot less dash, as they used to put it in uh, the greatest TV show ever to be shown on TV, which is Miami Vice. Um, or as we say in Texas, a lot of hat and very few cattle. That's what I expect when I hear Mike Lindell's name associated with stuff. He's a salesman, and he, hey, I got no problem with a grift. If you've got a good grift, grift away, Jack. I'm I'm all for that. I'm I'm cool with a good grift. After all, this is the U.S., and capitalism rules, or it should rule. Anyway... When I hear his name associated with something, and and then all of this ooh suspense builds for the with something that I've never heard of, and I got no idea what they're talking about, I I become a little bit skeptical, and I already immediately start to get annoyed because I I just the, the whole concept of if if you've got something that can help the current situation politically in the United States. Don't do this, oh, I'll tell you Thursday BS. Okay? Quite literally, the United States, as it was formed under the Constitution, has basically ceased to exist and is on the verge of complete and total collapse. This is collapse, I'm sorry. This is not hyperbole on my part. All right, this is not hyperbole on my part. This is what is actually currently happening. And so all of this buildup and stuff like that shows me that this solution that you have uh, and, and, and so forth is more about you than it is about saving the United States. Never, ever did George Patton come to his third army and say to them, I have a plan that is going to destroy the Nazis. And I'll tell you about it next month. In fact, George Patton, uh, who I believe was heavily influenced by the, the Greek Stoics, um, uh, said this, which I also believe is a Stoic sentiment. He said, a good plan executed immediately is better than a perfect plan executed in two weeks. If you've got a plan, if you've got an idea that can help rescue the United States, tell us now. Tell us now so that we can get Oregon. Because the other side, the other side is already five steps ahead of us. Five steps ahead of us. They are already ahead of us. The recent uh, special election in Ohio is proof of that. They know what the battleground states are. They have identified them and they have infiltrated the counties that are necessary to defraud the election and to throw the election. All they have to do is hit the major counties, control the voting machines in those counties, and the election is thrown. The whole state goes the way that those counties go. So don't give me this stuff about, if, if you've got a plan, we need it right now. We don't need it fucking Thursday. Okay? 
So that's my first thing. So that tells me right now that this is much more about Mike Lindell than it is about saving the United States. But let's let's take a little bit more of a look at this. America is eagerly awaiting to see what Mike Lindell will unveil this Thursday to save America. This also kind of tells me that the Gateway Pundit is getting a lot of uh, uh, maybe advertising dollars from uh, Mike there, just saying. This week in Springfield, Missouri, entrepreneur and American icon, I wouldn't go that far, Mike Lindell, known to many as the My Pillow Guy, will unveil the, solu- the solution to save America. Lindell has worked tirelessly for many months since the 2020 election with many concerned citizens across the country to ensure that U.S. elections going forward are free and fair. Now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. Just a little bit, because, all right, we're having this get-together, this summit in Springfield, Missouri. All right, so it makes sense that, okay, he's going to hold off a little bit to explain to us what his plan, what the Mike Lindell plan is to save our elections and so forth. And again, I've got to give credit where credit is due. Mike has done quite a bit when it comes to exposing voter fraud, especially specific to, to the Dominion voting machines. So he has done that. But still, again, this kind of thing just annoys me. Um, oh, we'll tell you Thursday, and oh, the buildup, and uh, the showmanship, and we don't have time for that crap. And I get that there are some leaders who do that. They just annoy me. They drive me nuts when they do that. Again, I'm more of a Patton, chesty puller kind of guy. I am not a MacArthur kind of guy. I don't go in for the pageantry. I don't give a flying crap who gets credit for what, as long as the job gets done. And and that's just me. That's just my personality. So when I see this kind of thing going on, yeah, yeah, it bugs me a little bit. Well, let's get a little bit. Let's get back into it here. Okay, Lindell's election summit will take place on Wednesday and Thursday in Springfield, the site of last year's event. Many Americans from across the country will be there to participate and to take in the information shared. The list of presenters at this year's event include Lindell, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Texas AG Ken Paxton, Justice Mike Gaberman, Gableman, Gableman from Wisconsin, Steve Bannon, and that tells me a lot right there. I'll tell you why in a minute. General Mike Flynn, I like General Mike Flynn a lot, Lou Dobbs, and many more. The event will also include a number of election experts and local patriots who have worked tirelessly across the country to ensure the next election is not stolen like 2020. Folks, let me explain something to you right now. It's too late for that. I'm just going to lay it out for you. It's too late for that. The processes for the fraud of this next election 
are already in place. Not only are they already in place, they are already being tested. They are already being worked out. Whatever we think we can do, if we're just coming up with a solution now, it's too late. Like I said, they are five steps ahead of us. They have already wargamed that out. They have already worked it out. And they have already put their uh, their game plan in place. And it's already working. Again, look at Ohio. All right? They have the system already hacked. It's already worked out. They have the voting machines in place. As a matter of fact, just a little bit of an aside, just questioning those voting machines and the results is becoming criminalized in places like Georgia, where that, uh, I think it's Atlanta district attorney, is now trying to indict uh, Trump campaign people for uh, trying to gain access to the election machines. They're calling it a computer breach because they wanted to examine the machines forensically. They wanted to examine the machines to see whether or not the machines were compromised. So, in questioning the election results, which the, uh, the special counsel Jack Smith has made or is trying to make illegal, just questioning election results is being made illegal by Jack Smith. He's trying to set a legal precedent. Uh, now you've got this attorney general in Georgia or not attorney general, I'm sorry, uh, uh, district attorney in, in Georgia, who is trying to make it illegal to actually examine the machines to see if they were compromised. So let's say you have a bunch of compromised machines and the other side questions the results produced by these machines and would like to examine these machines and tries to examine these machines to look for uh, evidence of them being compromised, that is being made illegal. It is being basically political opposition to the establishment is being made criminal. And that is something that we really need to keep an eye on. And that is something that we really need to be concerned about. This is being done very septi uh, surreptitiously. And uh, the, uh, uh, the useful idiots and the bots on Twitter are all abuzz about this kind of thing. Oh, indictment here, indictment there, indictment, 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 treating indictments as if they were evidence of uh, guilt, which they are not. The, the, uh, the old saw, which is being oft-repeated recently, uh, that you can indict a ham sandwich, is true. You can get a grand jury to indict anything, anybody for anything. And that's what's going on right now for Trump. They're trying to bury him under indictments in the hopes that Ultimately, what their hopes are is that in certain states, they will simply remove him from the ballot because of all of these indictments. The only problem with that particular 
plan is that the only states that will go along with that are states that he would lose anyway. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there right now. So this this Mike Lindell meeting, and they've got this whole uh, oh idea of we're going to save. Well, one of the speakers that they mentioned there is Steve Bannon, and Steve Bannon actually, uh, oh gosh, last year I think it was, uh, or before even a year or two before he came out with his plan, um, and I have repeated this on this show. Uh, about his plan, which is you take over the counties. The, the, the positions that you need to take over initially are uh, precinct chairman. You just become precinct chairman because it's the precinct chairman. Precinct chairman have a, a lot of influence. But you take over the precinct as a chairman. That way uh, you have a lot of sway and influence when it comes to just the observation of elections and so on and so forth. The next thing, and I don't know if this is part of his plan, but this is definitely part of my plan, is you take over the county commissions. Um, something that uh, blew my mind when I started looking into this uh, idea is that uh, Tarrant County, which is a red county by all accounts, uh, has mostly, uh, or, or at least my particular precinct, uh, has a Democrat. Now, my precinct is heavily Republican. So why is the county commissioner for my precinct a Democrat? That's something that I want to know. Now, I have not continued to look a whole lot further into this, but I do know that in the most recent election— for the first time in, I don't know, uh, since the Reconstruction, I guess, uh, the uh, or, or for quite some time anyway, uh, Tarrant County trended blue. And I'm sorry, but Tarrant County is not blue. So that tells me that there's some shenanigans going on. And also the last two times that I went to vote, last two times I went to vote, there were problems with the voting machines. There were malfunctions with the voting machines. That tells me something's going on, too. And uh, whatever that something is, is not uh, kosher. But back to the point, Steve Bannon had this plan. You take over the counties, you take over the state. You take over the state, especially the state legislature. The state legislatures control the voting laws in this country per the Constitution of the United States. This is another thing that the establishment is trying desperately to change. They are trying desperately to federalize elections so that it's the, the federal government, and more specifically the federal bureaucracy, that controls elections. And when that happens, folks, the establishment rules the roost, or at least that's their plan. That's what they think. That's not actually practically what's going to work out, but that's what they think is going to happen. That's what they want to happen. That's what they are planning to happen. Anyway, back to this uh, article here. Uh, Lindell shares that only 14 people, only 14 people, so it's, it's, it's an elite group of people know the solution that he will propose those involved have kept this secret for some time. 
Again, I really think that this is nothing more than a repackaging of Steve Bannon's county precinct plan. Lindell says that tens of thousands of Americans on the ground across this great nation, excuse me, have been working to address the numerous issues with the 2020 and 2022 elections. These individuals have canvassed and attended numerous local county and state meetings encouraging those in charge to take serious these elections that impact the entire world. Uh, Let me tell you something, folks. The people that are running these elections, the establishment, all of this stuff, and this is another thing that annoys me, they don't care. They don't care. I, the, 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 like when when people come out and say, oh, should so-and-so resign? You know, should the Attorney General of the United States resign because this happened and that? No, no, no. no. They don't care. They want these things to happen. They want the elections to go their way. They want the elections to be corrupted so that they can go their way every single time, all the time. That way they don't have to worry about them whenever you see. And this started to happen uh, eight years ago. Whenever you see a candidate start campaigning, by, but not campaigning, not going out to debates, not going out and having public speeches or anything like that, just sitting home and letting the, the, letting the situation work its way out and, and not actually actively doing anything to campaign, the fix is already in. They have already won. They're doing this because they don't need to go to debates. They don't need to campaign. They don't need the glad hand. They don't need to kiss babies. They are doing this because the fix is already in. So if you see a situation like in the next national election, if you see a particular candidate not going out there and not influencing the people and stuff like that, it's because the fix is already in. He knows he doesn't have to. And so they don't care. They want the elections to be going their way every time. They want dirty elections. They don't care about the rest of the world, folks. They want to enslave the rest of the world. They want to enslave us here in the United States. That's what the left is and always will be about and always has been about. They are about slavery. They are about being the elite. They are about uh, controlling everybody and everything. And the the part that drives, again, this is another thing that drives me nuts, is that people do not get this. They don't get this. And, and and they deny it. Oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. They wrote about it in books. They have told us about it in interviews. If you want to know what the plan of the World Economic Forum is, it is not a conspiracy theory to say that this group of super wealthy, unelected jerks want to control the entire world and be the wealthy at the top and control the rest of us as slaves, they wrote about it in their book. You can read about it. They tell us about it. Look up on the YouTube videos. They have YouTube videos, the World Economic Forum. Look it up. They tell you what they want to do. 
This is not a conspiracy. And so people going around, oh, that's just a conspiracy. No, it's not. They have told us that's what they want to do. They are making moves in that direction. And still people are going, nope, nope, that's not true. That's just the conspiracy theory. It drives me nuts. And so, again, when people say, oh, we should, you know, they should, we should tell them that these elections are so important to the, you know, welfare, freedom, and democracy, they don't care about those things. Those things are jokes to them. They use those terms in order to manipulate people who are not paying attention to what's actually going on. Oh, democracy. Oh, we want democracy. And so we for democracy. Oh, see, they're for democracy. They're for democracy. So they said they're for democracy. So we can't. Yeah, but they also said that you will have nothing and be happy and that you should eat bugs while they are eating filet mignon. That's they've said that, too. But are you are you buying into that? No, because they said democracy one time. Back to the story. Nothing like this has ever happened. By the way, this is in bold for those of you who are listening on the uh, podcast. I was about to say radio. Nothing like this has been done before in history. Lindell shares that part in bold. His solution doesn't depend on legislators or judges to implement, but most importantly, this week will provide hope to the many Americans who have suffered under the Biden regime. General Mike Flynn gives credit to Lindell for putting this event together. He is one of the 14 chosen, I put that chosen in there myself, who have seen Lindell's plan. This is a quote from General Flynn. No one in America has worked harder to improve the election integrity of U.S. election systems and processes than Mike Lindell. In his pursuit of ensuring the integrity of our elections, Mike has developed a plan that offers our nation an opportunity to protect and defend our elections from electronic interference. During this upcoming summit, that plan will be revealed and its successful execution will require every American to join together at the precinct level on up to work together to overcome the many threats we have to the sacrosanct privilege of our vote. Again, I'm thinking that this is just a rehash, a repackaging of the Steve Bannon plan. Take over the precinct, you take over the county. You take over the county, you take over the state. Take over the state, you have control of uh, the election laws. Have control of the election laws, theoretically. You will be able to take over the federal government. Let me explain why this will not work. And this is very important for you to understand, folks. Let me explain why this will not work. Because... It doesn't matter who we send to D.C. It does not matter who we send to D.C. The, the federal government is no longer controlled by the legislature. It's no longer controlled by the executive branch. It is no longer, it is very little influenced by, uh, but still kind of influenced by the judicial branch. But But not as much. That is becoming even less and less of a factor because... Uh, Obama proved that uh, you can just ignore their rulings and go ahead and do whatever you want because if you control the executive branch, 
the executive branch controls the Department of Justice. And if you have politicized the Department of Justice, as Obama did, then you can decide what uh, rulings you're going to enforce and what rulings you're not going to enforce. Basically, you can just go ahead and do whatever you want. And the legislature's not going to do anything because you've got so many of your buddies in the legislature that they're not going to defund you or in any way stop you from doing anything. So you can just do whatever you want. And you have control of both parties. You have control of members of both parties. Certainly the leadership of the Republican Party is completely under the control of the establishment. But I digress. Who really runs things is the bureaucracy itself. Okay, the so-called deep state. All right, these individuals are unelected. The leadership is appointed by the uh, executive branch, but they're also entrenched and they can't be fired without uh, excessive cause. They can't be fired. So you've got these organizations who have been politicized now. They now realize that they are the ones who are actually running the show and that they can control what happens in the executive branch and the legislature. And they can ignore the judiciary. So let's say you elect Joe Blow, who is just a regular old guy. He wins the election amazingly, miraculously. He's a regular guy. And you're going to send him to Washington, D.C., to the House of Representatives. And he's going to change things. This one guy that you elected. When he's running, while he's running, if he even looks like a viable candidate, he's going to be investigated. He is going very quietly, but it's going to happen. He's going to be investigated by guys who are currently working for or, and or used to work for organizations like the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, all of these organs at DIA, for those of you who don't know what the DIA is, that's the Defense Intelligence Agency. And he's going to be investigated by these guys. So by the time he actually gets elected, they know everything there is to know about this guy. All of his foibles, all of his internet history, all of his background. It doesn't even really take that much research to do this stuff, by the way. And they're going to know. And so by the time he actually gets there, by the time he gets into Washington, D.C., they're going to have a nice little quiet sit-down. There's going to be a nice little quiet sit-down. And the sit-down is going to probably be uh, somebody in leadership, party leadership. And they're going to say, look, this can either be a really easy, sweet gig for you. Or it can be a miserable gig for you. And whichever way you want that to go is entirely up to you. If you want this to be a really sweet gig where you can get inside information on trading, where you can make lots and lots of money, then we can make that happen. All you have to do is vote the way we tell you to vote or be absent for certain votes. 
so that it goes the way we want it to go. If, however, you decide that you want to stick to this uh, uh, hard line of, hey, I'm a patriot and I'm going to go up there and we're going to change Washington, D.C. And, and we the people and all that crap, well, then we know this, this, and this about you. We know this, this, and this about your family. We know where your kids go to school. We know your wife has cancer. We can make things difficult for you, or we can make things really easy for you. Now, we don't want you to stop saying the stuff that you were saying because we want people to keep voting for you, and you want people to keep voting for you because you want to keep coming back so that you can have a part of this sweet gig that you've got here. So, you know, we want you to be here. We want you to go out there. We want you to say all that patriotic crap. But when it comes down to how you're going to vote or when you're going to vote, we're going to tell you that. And that's how it works, folks. Washington, D.C. is not going to be changed by who we elect and who we send to Washington, D.C. That's not going to be changed. I used to be a proponent of... Well, I used to be a proponent of the Article 5 uh, Convention of States. Article 5 Convention of the States says that the states can get together and hold a constitutional convention and alter or even technically abolish the current Constitution of the United States and rewrite it. Or they can just, you know, make amendments to it to change it. That's what an Article 5 Convention of the States is for. It's for a situation where the federal government grows outside of its constitutional boundaries, and this one has. Again, the federal government is no longer functional under the Constitution of the United States. It is, it is completely unconstitutional, almost 100% unconstitutional currently, the way it operates. So, an Article 5 convention, with the way that the situation is now in Washington, D.C., that will not even solve the problem. Because it will just be ignored for the most part. The only way for us to fix the federal government is to starve it of funding. The only way to starve it of funding is if the states, and the states are the key, if the states individually decide to exercise their rights under the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution, which states that any power not specifically granted to the federal government is granted to the people and the states. And so anything that the 
current federal government is doing that is not specifically granted to it under the Constitution of the United States, then the states can say, you know what, no, we're not going to do that, or we're not going to let you do that. So that one thing that needs to start happening uh, in certain states, because federal law enforcement is starting to get out, because it's been politicized and it's starting to get out of hand. And I don't know if those of you know this or not, because this was done very, very quietly, but the Capitol Police, which is, this is the beginning of, uh, uh, of the federalization of local law enforcement, by the way. This is what the plan is. The Capitol Police are now saying that they are going to be opening up branch offices in other states. One of which, by the way, which this is going to be fun to see how this works out, is going to be Texas. They want to open up a branch office for the for the uh, Capitol Police in Texas. Allow me to elucidate something for the, the, the Capitol Police do not have jurisdiction in other states. Now, they're doing this under the auspices of, oh, because there've been, uh, there's been a 300%, they actually said this, there's been a 300% increase in threats against members of Congress. That's not true. It's 100% a lie. I, I don't even know what sources they are citing for this but I can tell you it's 100% a lie. But even if it is true, let's say that there has been just a huge increase because quite frankly, folks, uh, I'm not uh, a fan of anybody who is currently in Congress. Nobody who is currently in Congress. I can't think of a single person that I'm a fan of. Not Matt Gates, not Marjorie Taylor Greene, not Lauren Boebert. I can't think of a single individual in Congress that I am actually a fan of. Because, again, like I said, they've all had the sit-down and they've all had the talking to. And there are some that are supposed to be on my side that I actually absolutely despise, like Dan Crenshaw, who's a disgrace to the trident. Um, but I digress. Uh, the, I lost my, lost my train of thought. But once again... I digress. What I was saying about the Capitol Police is that they're uh, uh, using this fake claim that there has been an increase in threats against members of Congress and the fact that it's their job to protect members of Congress uh, as an excuse to open up branch offices in different states. And like I said, again, this is a... Uh, this is nothing more than uh, a slow encroachment of the federal government uh, over control of the states and trying to federalize local law enforcement. Understand, if there has been a threat against a member of Congress, a credible threat against a member of Congress, there are currently federal, local, county, and state law enforcement organizations, there's more than enough law enforcement organizations to handle such a situation. Add to that, and this is where I think they got their 300% increase number, add to that the 
redefinition of the term threat, which is what uh, where I think they got this idea, is, is that if you disagree with a member of Congress, if you have sent a member of Congress a letter voicing your disagreement, that that constitutes a potential threat. Okay, remember, this is the same group of people who say that uh, that that disagreeing with somebody, that words are violence. And so they use this as an excuse. And so the, the federal government is making more and more encroachments trying to control the states. Again, they're trying to federalize law enforcement, uh, local law enforcement. They're trying to federalize elections. They're trying to consolidate control of the federal government over the states. Anything that Mike Lindell has... Any, any plan that he has at this point in time to fix our elections is far too late. Even if it's a really good plan, it's far too late and far too little. The federal government is entrenched. It is ensconced. There is very little if anything, that is going to stop it. And again, like I said, the only thing that I can think of that's going to stop it is to defund it entirely. Because people are not going to do anything if they're not getting paid. If there is no benefit, people stop doing stuff. That's the bare minimum that needs to happen in order to solve the problem that is Washington, D.C. The bare minimum is stop paying them, defund them. And this brings me back to something that I've mentioned multiple times. What is ultimately going to happen, what I thought was just a possibility, is now an inevitability. What is going to happen, this is going to happen. And it's, I think the thing that is really going to get the ball rolling is going to be this next 2024 election. The 2024 election is going to be bent. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be nasty. There's going to be foul play on the part of the establishment. I'm not even going to say the the Democrats, by the way. I'm going to say the establishment because what we have in the United States now is we have a group, an el- a, a group that considers themselves elite, an elitist group who are currently in power who are currently ensconced and entrenched in their positions of power in the federal government. And this group of people have pretty much entirely taken over one political party, which is the Democrat Party, and have certainly taken over the leadership of the second political party, which is the Republican Party. So we have a group who would like to become a permanent political class that would like to be able to rule over the entire United States. And then we have we the people. So we're right back to where we were back in the 1770s. Now, I'm not suggesting that we rise up and, and, and with guns and stuff. Um, because I don't think we have to. Uh, 
I think the culture of the United States is so firmly uh, entrenched within within us. Different countries have different personalities, and the, the the United States we're a bunch of rebels. There are not enough on their side, and they know this. There are not enough on their side for them to actually enforce their will upon us. They have to convince us that they can do this. They have to create various crises so that we will cede our various liberties over to them. But they do not have the ability to force us to do anything. If they did, they would have already. They don't have the they don't have the numbers. So again, the inevitability, what I see happening, is kind of almost a version of an Article 5 constitutional convention, which is the states uh, just start breaking off a national divorce, as it were, and not a national divorce of the, the states from the United States, but a national divorce of the states who want to follow the Constitution as it was written and as it was intended from the current federal government, which has far exceeded its boundaries under the Constitution and is no longer a con- no longer functioning uh, constitutional government. The state's just saying, screw you, we're not going to do this anymore. And that's, I think, what's eventually going to happen. And as I have said multiple times before, what I think is going to happen, and I think Texas is going to lead the way, uh, closely followed by uh, Oklahoma, and then you know it's going to cascade from there down the Gulf Coast. It's going to cascade up the center of the country. And it's going to spread out, and then it's going to go from a state-to-state thing to a county-to-county thing. And then eventually what you're going to have is you're going to have these blue counties, which don't produce anything, which are incapable of, uh, um, which are incapable of sustaining themselves. And these blue counties are going to have a choice that they're going to have to go into some kind of barter system with the red states because they can no longer force the red counties and red states to give them stuff. Um, or they themselves are going to collapse under their own weight and the red states are just going to absorb them or some combination thereof. But that's ultimately what I see happening. And the unfortunate part of all of this is that there are people out there on the other side, the useful idiots who have been convinced that their side is right, that that uh, that and these are super low information people. They they don't even work off of information. They work off of emotion exclusively. Uh, that they are convinced that uh, that they do have the numbers and that they are going to act in violence in order to. Um, protect from this thing happening so that they can keep their free stuff, basically. And unfortunately, those people are going to suffer negative consequences. I'm I'm at the point now where I really don't see how what is going on in this country doesn't go to guns at some level. Again, and I've said this multiple times before, I think it will be, I'm positive, 
it will be initiated by the other side and it won't last long. It'll be quick. Because another thing you can count on members of the left, especially the useful idiots, uh, to be like is uh, the second that they start to actually have consequences for their actions, the second that they start to bleed, the second that they realize that they're going to go to jail or that they are going to lose their privileges in some way, shape, or form, they'll stop. Uh, what happened with uh, the way that Trump handled Portland and, and Antifa is proof of that. For those of you who are not familiar with that situation, what Trump did was he, uh, because the, the local government would not allow the police to uh, actually do their jobs and were allowing Antifa to run rampant over the law-abiding citizens uh, of the city, Trump had his federal marshals deputize the local law enforcement as deputy U.S. marshals. And then under that deputization, they were able to uh, crush Antifa. And when Antifa heard about it, the vast majority of them decided they weren't going to show up. But there was a, a hardcore group of, of true believers um, that decided they were going to try to attack an ICE facility one night. And uh, they attacked the ICE facility and were met by these deputy U.S. marshals and were very rapidly rounded up and thrown into jail. So again, uh, if and when this does go to guns, it will be initiated by the other side. And the very second that the other side realizes that our side is going to return fire, they're going to stop and it'll be over for the most part. Uh, you might have some hardcore holdouts, but I, I just don't see that happening, even in the likes of Portland and Seattle. I just don't see that happening because they are so used to getting free stuff, and they are so used to their privilege, uh, and they are so afraid of losing it. That, uh, and, of course, they are definitely terrified of any um, accountability for their actions, that they will fold uh, like uh, a seven-deuce offsuit. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that's a reference to poker. All right, folks. That's my take on all of this nonsense with Mike Lindell. Um, if I'm wrong, I guess we'll find out Thursday. I will, just because I am now invested in this, uh, just because I've commented on this, uh, I am almost morally uh, bound to follow through and find out what this miraculous plan of his is. Uh, and again, I think it's just going to be a repackaging of the Steve Bannon precinct plan, which is a good plan. It would be a good plan if we were not up against who we're up against. And again, this might be one of those perfect plans that is implemented way too late. Because, you know, the, the 24 election... Is it's already over. I don't know if you guys know this, but the 24 election is already over for the most part. Uh, the other side has already decided who, who is going to win. 
And again, by the other side, I'm not talking about Democrats, folks. I'm talking about this establishment, this, this group of elitists who want to become a permanent political class. That's what we're up against now. This ain't against Republicans and Democrats anymore. It's not a left and right thing. It's a right and wrong thing. It's a good and evil thing. It's a freedom versus slavery thing. That's what we are looking at right now in the United States. And the fact that people are still talking about, oh, let's save our elections and stuff like that shows that they have no clue what they're actually up against. If you think that this can be solved by an election, you're wrong. This ain't about elections anymore, folks. We have to starve the dragon. We gotta starve the dragon. And we can do that. We absolutely can do that. And we can do that in a manner that is consistent with our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Whether or not that's the way it's going to shake out, I don't know. I don't know. But again, it comes right down to it. Those of us who are Christians, it's not something we have to worry about. Because for us, we're already taken care of. This is not our home. This is, this is not our home. We're taken care of. Those of you who are not Christians, you might want to learn about becoming one. Anyway, if you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. Share this video out there to people who you think this will, uh, uh, who will enjoy this, uh, who will benefit from this, and uh, who will be annoyed by it. Um, you can hit, hit me up in the comments. Uh, you can reach me uh, on Gab Getter Minds and Truth Social at Doc Bryant. I am on X or Twitter, what used to be Twitter. I don't know what to call it anymore. Uh, at Doc Bryant Actual. Um, you, you have a good chance of hitting me up on Twitter. Uh, better on Twitter than any of those others, quite frankly. Um, and you can email me the old-fashioned way, docbryantshow at uh, at zohomail.com, z-o-h-o-mail.com, all one word, Doc Bryant Show, at zohomail.com. Uh, you can get my podcast anywhere you can get podcasts except for Apple. And you can get my videos on, uh, you can get my videos on Rumble, uh, Odyssey, and BitChute, but not YouTube. Uh, thank you very much again for watching, and I will talk to you all later.